This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. And yes, it is 7.30, 7.30 Pacific. So you know what time it is. It is time for your daily financial news. This is a new show that you've been getting for more than 1,000 days in a row. I think that is quite the accomplishment. And I want to thank each and every one of you for your daily support, your thumbs up, your comments, your subscriptions, your articles. I just want you to know that you, you, yes, you right there. You are amazing, and I appreciate you uh, more than you know. As always, we need to congratulate people that are doing the work. One thing I like about One Rental at a Time is we celebrate other people's success. Their wins are not our losses, so let's keep celebrating people as they get their next or first deal. So, Tim, congratulations for getting your deal. Your card will be in the mail today. If you were an OG or uh, been with me for a while, you know that on this channel we like to give back. Uh, We like to uh, support food banks and around the holidays we do a Toys for Tots. Uh, This is something we will be doing again this year. Again, this is sponsored by my mother. Uh, She enjoys uh, Christmas like no other and she has been uh, Santa's little helper for kids in needs for six or seven years now. It is quite amazing. So what I will be doing just like last year is I will be getting the donation link for her um, area. It is actually a relatively poor area of California. Last year, this channel, all of you, right, the One Rental at a Time family, we donated over $5,000 to Toys for Tots. And uh, it's quite amazing, right? When you were around Just wonderful people like all of you. Um, It is amazing to to see what we can do. So we will be doing Toys for Tots again. I will be getting the link, putting it in videos. And uh, if you do make a donation, please let me know. Uh, I would love to give you a shout out and recognition for that. As for the puppies, we'll see if I can grab one. Actually, uh, Sunny is a little bit too far away from me. So you get happy this morning. They're asleep. They're asleep. So this is Happy. She is, uh, I think you're six months old now, Happy. Yeah. Happy's my puppy. Sonny's Olivia's. But there you go. Sorry about that, Happy. Go back to sleep. All right. And then lastly, on the announcements, we announced something yesterday uh, called accelerated depreciation, uh, bonus depreciation. Uh, I had been introduced to this individual from Omar, my real estate entrepreneur. My first conversation Uh, I'm already scheduled to bring him back. I have already given him one of my properties. Uh, So we're going to find out together, right? There was a lot of uh, exciting material. Uh, I do believe, I want to make sure there's a couple of things clear. Uh, One, these are, it's a tax credit, not, or I'm sorry, it's a tax deduction, not a tax credit. Right? There is a difference in accounting speak. Uh, and also, I believe, and I'm already checking with my CPA, 
I believe there are still those active income requirements. This does not get around those rules. So for example, Omar can take advantage of this because he is a real estate professional. Mike Zuber today can take care of it, take advantage of it because he's a real estate professional. Mike Zuber, seven years ago, high paid tech worker. I could take advantage of it against my passive income, but not my active income. And if you are in these income tax brackets, you probably know about uh, loss carryover from year to year. It is painful. It's terrible. When I left work, I had over a million dollars in carry forward losses because of my income level. But again, I'm digging in. As you would expect, when I see something exciting, I bring it to you. And if I still like it, I dig deeper. So I've given him a property and I've got my CPA lined up hopefully for next week. So we will get to the bottom of this and find out who can take advantage of it. Because if we can, it is like super sexy. Uh, so again, there was uh, some videos on that yesterday. Uh, as for the daily financial news, we got a couple of earnings that we must talk about. Target and Lowe's. Uh, Target kind of, at least in my mind, right? We had Walmart yesterday. Target's kind of one step up. Uh, you know, when, when times get tough, people downgrade from Target to Walmart. At least that's my opinion. Um, they still, uh, they're still seeing strong sales. Uh, Double-digit same-store uh, sales. That is that is their expectations for Christmas. Uh, same-store sales in Q2 were up 2.2%. Uh, the, big, the big thing that Target made clear on their earnings call, which I'm going to guess hurts their stock today. I, I haven't checked. Uh, but they said that they're going to eat margin versus raise prices. That's important, right? We always I always talk about, right? Companies have a choice. Commodities or input cost rise, they can eat it in margin, right? They can make less pennies per dollar, or they raise prices. For example, Chipotle raised wages, and then they raised the cost of your burrito bowl. Target, at least right now, is saying they're going to eat margin and maintain prices. I suspect that's going to hit their stocks. Stock owners probably don't like that, but we shall see. The other thing is... Q4 double-digit sales uh, by for Christmas season, I totally agree. Remember that Economics 101 video I did for you last weekend? I think it's going to be a layup. I think there is so much money sloshing around in the system uh, that Christmas season, just think about it. We, can, we restrict supply. No retailers have to discount. Then we have all of this savings, and then we tell everybody scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. It's the toilet paper fiasco all over again. So, of course, mom and dad are out shopping early for Christmas. This is so predictable. It is not even funny. Then we have Lowe's. Lowe's is interesting. Uh, again, they beat top and bottom. Uh, they had same-store sales up. I think Home Depot and Lowe's are both telling us something. Home Depot and Lowe's have both said uh, that the um, mom and pop, uh, you know, kind of working in their home, that has fallen off. They're out taking vacations, going back to work, doing those things. However, they are more dependent on big jobs, what they call the home pros, electrician, plumbers, carpenters, things of that nature. That is, um, 
that's going to be an interesting to thing to watch as interest rates rise, right? So again, all of these things are all related that we need to watch. Uh, something that I found interesting is Jerome Powell back at his um, one of his finance meetings a couple of months ago talked about five factors that he said that inflation is not a problem. So I have the list of five and we are going to talk about them today. This is uh, a talk from his symposium. I'm trying to remember where it was from. It's the one that he did virtually um, that all the big shots go to. Anyways, number one, at the time of this meeting, he was saying inflation is pretty narrow. Remember when we were talking about lumber and used cars and nothing else? Well, Jerome Powell, you're wrong. We've talked about it, I think, yesterday, the day before. Eggs, coffee, beef, gas, rent. Inflation is not narrow. It is broad-based. Number two, prices are moderating. Well, it is true to say that lumber is not nuts anymore and that used cars are down. They are accelerating in most categories. So again, Jerome Powell, unfortunately, you are wrong. Wages. It is amazing to remember this time frame where wages were not in their upward cycle. This is, again, I've said it before, it's not a popular opinion. In fact, I have heard no one else talk about this. I talked about this three months ago. The 70s caused a wage spiral because of oil, right? An oil embargo, you know, all of these things led to inflation. I believe the inflation of 2020 is going to be pointed at wages. The employee, the labor union, have more power than they've had in four decades, and they are going to extract higher wages, which is totally fine. I'm totally okay with. But wage increase creates a wage spiral, which will increase and make inflation last longer. It's just part of the process. I don't have to like it. It just is what it is. So I really believe that wages, the hourly salary, will be the thing that people point at in five, six, seven years as what caused the inflation for this period. And again, wages are up, up, up since Jerome Powell's talk. Again, Jerome Powell, you are wrong. Number four, expectations. This has recently turned... And again, Jerome Powell, you are wrong. We are seeing consumer behavior change already. They are already trading down. They are already buying less at, at the lowest income levels. And expectations for inflation has not been this high in 30 years. This is, um, again, Jerome Powell, you are wrong. And then finally, something that Jerome Powell was counting on was the global forces continuing to drive inflation down, you can make stuff cheaper elsewhere. Well, folks, if you've been following China like I have, you know that their import and export inflation is nuts. It's actually 14%, I think was the last report from last week. So again, Jerome Powell, you are wrong. So of the five things that Jerome Powell anchored his transitory talk about, all five of them are wrong and some of them are nasty wrong. Uh, I think uh, inflation isn't broad-based and uh, wages aren't up, I think, are the two that are just like, you know, flashing red signs. So we shall see what we see. A couple other things in the housing market that we need to talk about. Housing starts 
fell. Uh, there was actually expectations that they would increase. This is the second month in a row that they fell. They fell from 1.53 million to 1.52. Eh, not much, but a fall nonetheless. And again, this should be expected. Supply chain still nasty. Windows, I've joked about Windows. If you're on my Instagram, you know that we created a meme about Windows. It was hilarious, I thought. At least I thought it was funny. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, follow me on Instagram, one rental at a time. Also, there are increasing signs that some uh, appliances are getting longer delayed. So again, that means carrying costs, uh, dead days as they're called in the real estate game are real. And um, you know, of course, there is a labor and lot shortage. So builders should slow down. Right, they um, they can't deliver as fast as they want. Their their delivery dates I think used to be like 89 days, now they're like 103. So, right, it all adds up. I do have to ask about some EV stocks that are coming out. If you follow my channel, you know I'm not in stocks. I don't have a stock. I don't care. I hope all stocks go to a million. Doesn't matter to me. But what's up with Lucid and what is it, Rivavan or Rivavan, whatever the hell it is? being worth more than Ford and all these companies and they're not even delivering vehicles. It seems like all of them have Tesla valuations without the Tesla revenue. So I don't know. It seems really weird to me that these stocks, I guess they're now meme stocks. I don't know. Uh, it seems like momentum investors have got, got those and they're, that won't last forever, but maybe there's something I'm missing. Mortgage demand. Again, we get this weekly rates are up. So refis are, are down. Again, we talked to Matt, the mortgage guy later today, so we will be talking about this. So refalls, uh, refalls, refis have fallen. Thank you. I can speak. 5% week on week and 31% year on year. Definitely down. However, purchases were up 2%. If you've been following my channel for any length of time, you know that I believe that that uptick in mortgage rates pull forward, pull forward uh, some demand that was sitting on the sidelines. Uh, so again, this is um, this is to be expected, and I told and I kind of told you that's what happens because again, I've been looking at these numbers for decades, and a little jump in rates pulls demand off the sidelines because they're like, damn it, we missed the bottom, we got to buy now. Uh, and then finally, uh, we're going to start to hear about the debt ceiling. Um, you know, there was originally we're going to be broke on December third. I think Janet Yellen has moved the date back to like the 12th or 13th. Some fuzzy math going on. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start hearing about the debt ceiling. Don't don't be surprised if you hear about the trillion dollar coin. Remember last time we got to an extended debt ceiling um, because Mitch uh, gave in, I guess, is what people said. I don't think that's true, but that's what people said. And then he got roasted. Uh, I don't suspect he's going to give in this time. So it'll be interesting to watch. Again, remember, Toys for Tots, uh, accelerated and bonus depreciation. Uh, these are things I'm going to dig in more for you and, of course, for me. But, of course, I will share with you what is going on. Have a wonderful day. It is Wednesday, so hopefully we get Anna Kelly, we get Matt the Mortgage Guy, and we get our newest um, expert, Adrian Hernandez. should be a fun day. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care and bye-bye.